seventh chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing in the temple, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. The sound of rushing wind, burning fire which does not consume, gushing water, metaphors for God the Holy Spirit, the one who empowers us to confess that Jesus is Lord. Images all piled up one on top of the other, revealing to us an imaginative God. That's what we celebrate today. The imagination of God. And that is what we fear as well yet today. The imagination of God. Abel. By the way, Abel and Anika, and I'll say particularly Abel, um, he, he has culminated his whole confirmation preparation by reading the list of all those nations today in that reading. Parthians, Medes, Cappadocians, excellent. Abel and Anika, today is a day in which we celebrate with you that God the Holy Spirit pours also into your lives continually to fill you with the power of God's imagination. Tulips, finishing their spring flowering. That's a great example of what can spring from God's imagination. All of creation is the result of God's God's fertile creativity. But I think God's creative flair is at its best, maybe, in making creatures who themselves can become imaginative, like us, like you. We share God's creative capacity. That's at least part of what it means that we're created in the image of God. We are serving God as as co-imaginers. And so you can think up some birds. That's what you can do. You can think about yellow or think about blue. You can think about red. You can think about pink. You can think up a horse. Oh, the thinks you can think. And then that great theologian, Dr. Seuss, goes on. Oh, the thinks you can think up if only you try. And we have. 
We have thought up wheels and pyramids. We have thought up Beethoven's Fifth Symphony and Michelangelo's David. We have thought up Voyager 1, which I think is now almost 15 billion miles away from planet Earth. We've thought up Nutella and liver sausage and ice cream cones. And all because we have used the gift of imagination. I, I think imagination is the ability to think up what doesn't yet exist. And it's also the ability to think up what was. God has created us with this capacity so that, that we, might, we might continue the seriously playful work God began when God began to create the heavens and the earth. Puppies with their disgustingly slimy tongues. You got to give God kudos for that because that's some seriously playful stuff, isn't it? But God's true artistry is seen in this. God imagined the word into human flesh, and the dream above all dreams was incarnate of the imagination of God and the Virgin Mary. We named God's dream Jesus. And in his 30-odd years in the flesh, this Jesus in parables, in the company he kept at meals, in the miracles he wrought, and the things he taught, this Jesus still invites us to imagine all that God's way can be. This was necessary because we have a habit of using our imagination to refashion God in our image and of using our creative capacities to think up stuff like weapons that can kill kids in school on a weekday morning, or technologies that can actually turn the earth against us. So enslaved can we be to the imaginations of our own hearts that we thought up a way to nail God's dream to a cross. What we celebrate today and every time we gather, is that not even death can thwart God's dream to bring blessing, to bring blessing to us and to wood frogs and to anything you can imagine. Risen from the dead, Jesus has poured out the energy of God's creativity upon us, whom we name Holy Spirit. Baptized into this spirit, we are empowered to reimagine ourselves and the world around us in the strength of God's dream. And that is another way of confessing that Jesus is Lord. This isn't a graduation ceremony for Annika and Abel, despite the, the cool white gowns. This is not a graduation ceremony. This is merely a beginning of another chapter in your life struggling and playing to discern your way into God's imagination and discovering again and again that God pours out that gift 
of imagination. The Holy Spirit gushes from you. You are invited this day to live lives in the grip of God's imagination, trusting that Jesus is indeed Lord, that the one who blessed the poor, the suffering, and all people with his presence and love is the one who in the end is sovereign. You know, as members of the church, you are a part of a laboratory experiment. You're a part of the Holy Spirit's laboratory in which the Spirit is dreaming up a new kind of humanity. And God is not done with that yet. We are part of the experiment. And you affirm this day your willingness to continue to participate in that experiment with everything you've got. Life in the Spirit is life lived in the grip of God's imagination. Another way of saying that is, oh, the thinks you can think up if only you try. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us at htelc.com. And don't forget, you are loved.